Welcome to Nid's Nidra podcast. I'm Nid, your host, and I share this podcast to bring spiritual embodiment to life in this world. We explore a practice each month through contemplation, meditation, yoga nidra, breathwork, and ways that we can live and express ourselves more fully through our work. Please share, like and subscribe. Enjoy. Hello, I'm Nid, a karma guide, and I support people with transformation, life change. How do you integrate it and really embody who you are here to be in your most full expression of beauty and delightful gifts uh, so that you can have a really fulfilling life? And in this contemplation, we're exploring scarring and healing of the skin because it can sometimes be perceived as though it removes the beauty that you are, that there's this superficial way in which it reflects something deeper within. And I wanted to share with you the journey of my facial scarring after I had a head injury, where I was told I would be permanently facial scarred um, across the whole of my forehead and down my left side of my face. And I really wanted to share with you guys how it is that I didn't end up with that permanent facial scarring, which you can see if you're looking at the video or if you see some of the photos. I'm not wearing any makeup today in order to really highlight where what you can see that's remaining of this scarring that I was supposed to have. And I'm gonna share with you kind of the three key areas that helped me with healing my skin so that it didn't end up being what was predicted. And with that comes the really important note that, you know, the doctor, the consultant had said he'd never seen in his career anyone have the success that I had had in healing my skin. And it did take two years, which is how long they say it takes for your skin to heal from deep scarring. Um, Mine was down to my skull, so it was pretty um, nice and full in terms of its ripping of my face, which was a face plant um, when I had been drinking too much um, for New Year's celebration, which was wonderful. It was a good night, um, just not so uh, clean looking by the end of it. So what is it that we can do to help with the external appearance? Because you know, when I was told you're going to be permanently facially scarred, I was like, no, I am not. Like, I don't want that. That was it. I just don't want that. And I'm a fairly stubborn person. I can really go for what I want. And so this was my intention. I was clear that I was not going to be facially scarred and I was going to do everything I could within my power to shift that. So what is it that I did so diligently and persevered at for two years to help me with recovering my skin? And what else came with that as well that was deeper than just skin? What was it that was really beneath the skin in terms of the healing? 
Well, the first thing that I did, which is super important that we all want to do, is come to our nutrition or your food and diet. And so I looked at foods that would have the most healing nutrients for my skin as possible because we want to feed the skin with nutrients that are going to help it repair quickly and to its best quality um, when it brings in those new skin cells. And if I'm feeding it with something really unhealthy, my skin is not going to be very clean and fresh. It's going to look really tired and gray and blotchy. So the key nutrients for skin health are vitamin E. This is like the king of skin health. Um, omega-3s and omega-6 fatty acids, beta-carotene, vitamin A and C, and lots of antioxidants. Yum, yum, yum. Um, I was really blessed with an amazing kinesiologist who basically just had me on vitamin E supplements for the whole two years. And not only did I take them in a tablet form and I made sure that they were super clean tablets, but I also found the vitamin E oil of at least a 5,000 IUD, just a teeny, teeny little drop um, on the tip of the finger and then rubbing it in really vigorously, which I'll come on to um, in a second once I've got beyond that. But for the food component, we want to be looking at maybe some extra supplements, but also what other foods that you can eat that have all of those wonderful nutrients in them. Well, vitamin C and beta carotene, um, as well as vitamin A, were kind of thinking about reds and oranges and some green colored foods. So really going into my love of sweet potatoes, of tomatoes, red and yellow bell peppers, um, spinach, broccoli, walnuts, carrots, citrus fruits, sunflower seeds, almonds, and um really loving up some uh, tofu for my amigas, as well as nuts and seeds um, can really help with getting in those omega fatty acids. Um, and that's so important when we add in those nuts to help really get that quality that I was talking about of like getting the shine to help with the repair. So I researched recipes that would have foods like though those nuts and seeds, um, like walnuts, avocado, lots of cacao, uh, sunflower seeds and almonds, as I mentioned earlier, and come up with some juicy recipes that would include those kinds of foods. And so here were some of the ideas that I ended up with, which was a regular of a Greek salad, uh, because then I could get in that cucumber, I could have the tomatoes. And what I would do is I would add in a bell pepper. I would throw in maybe some extra chickpeas to make it a little bit more protein filling as well for the skin because the skin really needs protein to fill up, um, to heal. And um, I would make anything with sweet potatoes that I could. I discovered one of my favorite dishes, which was uh, sweet potato chunks with uh, red lentils in a dal recipe. So with some lovely spices, uh, including turmeric, which is great for healing and anti-inflammatory. So taking down the redness in the skin and added in mackerel to really boost up those omegas. And then looking at things like smoothies, like a good raspberry smoothie with lots of citrus in it, really great for, for healing. And kiwis are really high in vitamin C, higher than, than an orange. So those kind of things to really get my day going. 
The next key thing that the skin really loves is to move. It wants to move, like to create that sweat, right? That glow, which actually really helps the healing of the skin. So two key things that go with that. And mine was definitely type of scar as well on the face has some slightly different approaches. So when the wound is opened, we are wanting just to really clean it, um, keep it moist so that it can, can really heal with all of the uh, moisture and things like Vaseline, a, Vaseline, a jelly substance um, is what will cover it and keep it really healthy and moist without it becoming infected. And that's really important because my, my facial scar stitches did start to get infected and I had to go back to the hospital to ensure that they did take out the stitches to fully close the wound. Once the wound is closed, then you can begin with the massage practice. And scar massage, as I alluded to earlier, you want to grab that teeny dot of vitamin E oil and you want to get it onto the scar and then you're going to rub and you are going to rub so hard and it's like it hurts as you do it in order to rub. And what we're doing is we're breaking down the scar tissue, which is then going to help bring in greater, you can see how this cheek is now redder than this one. It's going to bring in lots of nice new nutrient rich blood, which is going to help with that healing of the scar tissue, as well as breaking down the old scar tissue. And this is keeping our connective tissue all really well. And if you've got deep um, scars, that connective tissue is much lower in the body and it's going to pull and strain on other parts of the body. So you may notice that other parts of the body are feeling the strain of the skin being pulled. So what we want to do is do this massage to help really hydrate the fascia and connective tissue, as well as breaking down the scarring and bringing in these new nutrients. And you're gonna to want to do that twice a day, morning and night is the easiest way to remember it. And you want to do it for at least five minutes each time. Now that seems super dull and and it's kind of is do it when you're doing something else like watching TV, but really make sure that you're really pressing and it's going to feel a bit painful, not enough to open the skin and to rip the scarring, but we really want to break down that skin scarring beneath and get the connective tissue deep down flowing and sharing those nutrients across your body. You want to make sure that the vitamin E oil is of a good quality. And I mean, I used one that was a 45,000 IU which is the highest vitamin E concentration there is, but be really careful because it's strong. If you've got really sensitive skin like I do, it can make really bad acne as well. And so you may need to look at something alternative like an aloe vera if your skin does get really bad breakouts. The other aspect of movement is physical exercise. So you want to get moving. Now, of course, this is for the whole of the body, not just necessarily for the scar site. And that's because we're going to be bringing in nutrients from other parts of the body through that cardiovascular, but also that fascial movement in the body. Something with a gentle flow like a walk or Pilates is really excellent for getting a nice amount of blood flow that kind of flushes the skin. And we want that just that glow at the surface of their skin, that little bit of warming. It's also going to help with reducing inflammation in that scar healing process.
Now, as the skin is regrowing, it has a tendency to want to become a red scar and it will become more red if it is exposed to sunlight. So we want to make sure that as you're going through the healing process, you are protecting it from sunlight. So making sure that for at least two years, you're really keeping those scars covered up with a minimum of an SPF of 30. And if you're in Australia, 50 um, and make sure it's waterproof, cover it with as much clothing as you can. Now, I do suit hats, but I don't tend to wear hats, but I did find myself trying to wear a hat to cover my forehead as much as I could or putting bandanas over my forehead to protect it. And this really makes a difference. You can get makeup that has a high SPF 30 in it if that's something else that you don't want to be putting makeup and SPF on, try and see if you can find a specialist makeup that has a high SPF in it to put over the scarring. It's often really thick and always paste-like, and you can ask medical professionals if they can give you a referral to a approved scar healing makeup. It's so important because it's going to stop that discoloration. And as you can see, you can just about see the whites of the scar on my forehead. And that is because I ensured that the discoloration wasn't going to be there in terms of the redness from the sun touching the skin as it healed. Most importantly is the emotional side of this journey. You can really hate yourself for the scar. You can hate the scar and what it brings and the reminder of what it's going to say to you for the rest of your life. And this is one of the things that was asked by me by the maxillofacial consultant initially was the psychological impact of my scarring across my face and how did a beautiful face being so ruined feel. Now, when someone says something like that, they mean well, but to be honest, saying that your beautiful face is ruined doesn't really actually help. But thankfully, I had taken to the practice of really staring at my scars and looking at myself. And I had sat cleaning my scars, looking at them and really studying my face and knowing I would be potentially faced with this for the rest of my life to always see it. And how would that make me feel if I hated it more? If I hated this new face more than I hated my old face, which I had a real hatred for my cheek and the idea of being scarred down my cheek was like even worse than the cheeks that I'd hated all of my life. So in looking at my face, I had to come to terms with this new face. And I realized that now that my face was worse than it was before, there was even worse. It could be even worse. What else could it have been? And in that, seeing how good it still was, I learned to appreciate what I now had. And I could therefore appreciate what beauty is here in the present moment. And by recognizing my own beauty was more than skin deep, but it was also skin deep and perfect as it is in its form right today, whatever today brings, whether it's feeling tired and great or whether it's feeling scarred and unattractive, I had to appreciate it and I had to be grateful for how it was. And so my scar gave me a gift of real gratitude for my body, that my body gave me a home 
and it looked after me and it did all of this work for me that I didn't even have to think about, that I could take for granted. And that every day my body is changing, every day it's different, and every day it's older. It's more used, it's going to get more tired and worn out. And if I constantly compare what I have now with rose-tinted glasses to what I had in the past, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to be satisfied. If I constantly compare myself to other people who aren't me, I'm never going to be satisfied. I'm never going to appreciate what my body does. And so I really had to come back to a core place of loving what I have and what it does and treating it like a fine wine, treating my skin and my body. It's a fine wine that with the subtleness of life, it becomes filled with all kinds of flavors and healing of scars and the way scars end up on me is a part of that aging process. It's a part of that life and the flavors of what there is of the story to be told. This takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of vulnerability and it requires deep honesty with yourself about where it is that you don't see the beauty within yourself. By discovering the beauty that I had within me, it was able to come out through my skin. And even though most people would say they can't see my scar anymore and I managed to live makeup free, I do modeling as an occasional bit of fun and it is not noticed. It's not commented on and it's not a part of the story because I allowed myself to accept it and bring it in as a whole part of me. And that's what I'd love to invite you to do if you have those parts of not loving yourself, of reminders of parts of yourself that once were different and how it is that you can really embrace the beauty that you are, which is perfect right now. And if you want to connect more, get greater support with healing your skin, or maybe it's a deeper level issue, then reach out to me and let's connect for a free clarity call to have a chat with how you can embrace the beauty that is always flowing through and out of you.